Assemble! We don't mess around. We don't waste time. Over here at his hard line. Let's go! Let's go! Washington, D.C., and giving it back to you, the people. started. and good day to all you ladies and gentlemen out there. I am Jason, your co-host with our sovereign Lord and Savior Christ Jesus at our side because he is the host with the most and the most high. He is in charge. He is in the captain's chair. He's at the helm and he's behind the wheel. Therefore, he is steering this great ship through these crazy rough waters that we call life. So welcome to his hard line. Today is Tuesday, October 3rd, 2023, and you are listening to episode 611 part a and part b it's not going to be anything too crazy today but you know we're gonna we decided to do a quick special live um but we'll be doing a reading out of job chapter 10 and part b is called self-preservation Now, for the daily disclaimer, I want to clarify that I am not a doctor, holistic health expert, financial advisor, pastor, priest, deacon, biblical scholar, or bar lawyer. I do not possess any titles of nobility or offer any legal advice. I do not have any political degree or have had any involvement with any unconstitutional three-letter corrupt agencies like the CIA or FBI. And while I am a member of the Michigan General General Assembly and encourage your engagement for your engagement in your local general general assemblies i am not the official face or voice of the national state or county assembly and i want to emphasize that i have no affiliation with other groups who try to mimic the lawful assembly such as the american states assembly national liberty life force beacon 37 rusa and tactical civics or any other organizations outside the michigan model i'm also not involved with any fraudulent status correcting associated with avr bobby lawrence or david Strait and company furthermore i do not endorse or advocate for violence I am not a party to any deep state cult Freemasons, and I'm certainly not one of those reprobative miscreants who are actively trying to implode the general general assemblies across this land. And please note, take or please note that the opinions, thoughts, and statements expressed on this platform are solely my own and for educational and entertainment purposes, unless otherwise referenced. So there you go. All right. So I yes, I know, I know it's a late show, guys. I had a lot to do. I was just going to just do a recording and then drop it and call it good. But I was feeling a little spunky today. Uh, the wife is out with the daughter doing some, uh, there's an event somewhere that they wanted to check out. It's like a glow night type of thing. Uh, so they're doing that. I had the misfortune of, I shouldn't say misfortune, but I just had a lot of stuff I needed to do. Obviously, being sick for a, you know, a week, that kind of put me out of commission, plus you know being crunched with time, plus trying to do my day job. It's just been way too much on my plate, but I'm getting stuff done, got a lot of chores done, washed my house, got the siding and my my shed you know washed and got all the grime off of it because it was bugging me. Um, helped my neighbor put you know siding back up that fell off you know during a storm on his house, helped him out with that. Uh, 
changed the oil in my lawnmower, changed the oil in my, my generator. So if, you know, that power ever goes out, I got power that, you know, you know, generate for my house, God forbid. Um, yeah, it just, it was doing a lot of stuff. So I had a lot, I had a lot going on on top of that, working on affidavits, you know, so it's just, you know, busy, 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 busy. It just, it just doesn't end, just doesn't end. So I figured, you know what, I'm not going to do a, a recording drop. I mean, I'm in the house by myself. I might as well just do it live. What the heck, you know, and whoever joins in, joins in. So there we go. Uh, so anyways, but, um, I tell you, it's getting a little crazy. So I got a group. So I'm part of this group me text thread that I have with my coworkers and my boss at work and my neighbor, who is also uh, a driver for the company that I work for. <laughs> he just put out here just not that long ago, uh, at core, yeah, eight fifteen. he says, I'm assuming October is just the month for crazy. So everyone be careful and watch your surroundings. Just had someone get this folks just had someone shouting that he was the third prophecy and was trying to find a lighter to light, wait, to take to the vent stacks. And I'll explain what that is in a minute to take to the vent stacks. He got chased out of the speedway and the store is aware. <laughs> Sounds like my neighbor is having a hell of a good night tonight. So vent stacks, if you're not familiar, vent stacks at a gas station, any, every gas station has vent stacks. All right. Now, typically when we drop fuel in the ground, we have the product hose and then we have what's called a vapor hose and the vapor hose is supposed to. So as product goes on the ground, vapors have to go somewhere. So we push the vapors back into the trailer. Okay. So it doesn't get into the atmosphere. And then when we go load the trailer at the terminal, those vapors go into what's called a vapor recovery unit and tries to recover those vapors and actually tries to liquefy them again to make fuel. So in essence, that those vapors never get lost, or at least we try not to. Well, in the event that something happens with the underground tanks and the vapor recovery doesn't work well, well, the vent stacks release fumes in that case. And you could definitely smell it, you know, just like anything, right? You could definitely smell it. And apparently this guy was trying to take a lighter saying he was the third prophecy and was trying to light the air on fire with the fumes. He was trying to cause a vapor fire, basically, is what he was trying to do. And that's a dangerous fire because vapor fires are very hard to see. Yeah. I mean, it, people are acting nutty. I tell you what, they are acting nutty. Um, they're acting more aggressive on the road. They there is I mean, it, it is so astounding to see how aggressive and how dangerous people are on the highways anymore but i will say this now check this out before we get into the reading i am proud to say this so my boss uh which is funny if you would have saw me and my manager when he first came to our fleet uh i shouldn't say him and i butted heads but there was a couple times where uh i called him to the carpet on a few things policy wise and we butted heads heavily and i challenged him I mean, when I say I challenged him, I'm not exaggerating. I challenged him by the end of our conversation slash screaming match. He even said to me, he goes, Mr. Jones, you know, I have managed many, many fleets and I have managed many drivers, crude oil drivers, gas haulers. You are the only one I have ever met that goes right for the jugular. He goes, I, I got to tell you, he goes, I don't know how to handle that. He goes, I've never had a driver like that before. He goes, but I appreciate it. I said, you want to know why, Mr. George? I said, I don't like to mess around. I don't screw around. I don't have time for games. You tell me you can do something or you can um, prove something if I ever ask about it. And then you tell me you can't do it because of this, that, and the other. I'm going to call your, you know what, to the carpet. I said, that is not cool. Anyway, I'm not going to spare, I'm going to spare details on those two screaming matches. But, you know, I don't mess around. And I guess I don't even know where I'm going at with it. Oh, but here's where I'm going at with all this. So anyway, I was talking to my boss. And I guess my whole point was I was going down memory lane for a minute there. Sidebar. Um, but um, my boss and I have a really good relationship. And we were talking yesterday. And he was like, you know, Mr. Jones, because we were talking about the aggressive drivers, right? How crazy people are becoming on the highways. And we have driver-facing cameras as well as the dash cams that face outward. Plus, we have two cameras, one on each mirror of our truck. So we could see down the side of our truck as we're driving down the highway in case people decide to, I don't know, try to go driving into our tires when they merge on the highway. I don't know. People are stupid. But he was saying to me, he goes, did you know, Mr. Jones, that 
our fleet here, our fleet, the fleet that I'm a part of, because I used to get drive cams. We get what's called drive cam events. So if you're following too closely, you're tailgating or uh, something happens where you have a break event, you know, where you had to have a hard break event. Um, it, it captures that video in that moment to see what happened. Were you distracted? Were you on your phone? Were you um, just in la la land? You know, stuff like that. So anyway, very interesting because he said out of all the fleets in this country, that our company has, and we have over 600 and I think 600 or 650 trucks. All right. And remember it's an oil company, not a trucking company. It's an oil company that has 650 plus semis. And he says, we are the only fleet in the nation in the last year where our drive cam events trended in a positive motion. Whereas everyone else across the nation and the company, we're getting more drive cam events, meaning they were getting more coachings. There's more aggressive driving. There's a lot more bad driving behaviors occurring. But our fleet, I'm proud to say we are the only fleet. And we only have 10, 11 trucks. Uh, yeah, 11 full units that we share out of 600 plus trucks. We're only 11 and we're the only fleet that trended in a positive way. I'm proud of that because I worked very hard at that too. But yeah, people are just cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs out there on the highway, folks. It's 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 insane. But anyway, so uh, let's get into the reading of Job chapter 10. And then I, I just got a few videos, audios that I want to play um, regarding self-preservation. And so we're going to get right into that. Okay, so we're going to get into Job chapter 10. Um, starting with verse one, and I believe I'm reading out of the new King James version right now. Okay. And so it starts off by saying, my soul loathes my life. I will give free course to my complaint. I will speak in the bitterness of my soul. I will say to God, do not condemn me. Show me what you contend with me. Does it seem good to you that you should oppress, that you should despise the work of your hands and smile on the counsel of the wicked? Do you have eyes of flesh or do you see as man sees? Are you, are your days like the days of a mortal man? Are your years like the days of a mighty man? That you should seek for my iniquity and search out my sin. Although you know that I am not wicked and there is no one who can deliver from your hand. Your hands have made me and fashioned me in intricate unity, yet you would destroy me. Remember, I pray that you have made me like clay, and will you turn me into dust again? Did you not pour me out like milk and curdle me like cheese? Clothe me with skin and flesh and knit me together with bones and sinews? You have granted me life and favor, and your care has preserved my spirit, and these things you have hidden in your heart, and I know that this was with you. If I sin, then you mark me and will not acquit me of my, of my iniquity. If I am wicked, woe to me. Even if I am righteous, I cannot lift up my head. I am full of disgrace. See my misery. If my head is exalted, you hunt me like a fierce lion. And again, you show yourself awesome against me. You're, you renew your witnesses against me and increase your indignation towards me. Changes and war are ever with me. Why then have you brought me out of the womb? Oh, that I have perished and no eye had seen me. I would have been as though I had not been. I would have been carried from the womb to the grave. Are not my days few? Cease, leave me alone that I may take a little comfort before I go to the place from which I shall not return to the land of darkness and the shadows of death, a land as dark as darkness itself, as the shadow of death without any order where even the light is like darkness. And that is the reading of Job chapter 10 verses one through 22. All right. So in this passage, you've just heard that we are reminded. I love when people get on here, people I've never seen just for the record. I see new people all the time that I've never seen screen names or their icons before. And they pop in, in the chat and then they try to call in. It's like, do you really think I'm going to answer you? Cause I don't know you. I, I just, again, people are cuckoo anyway. Um, but in this passage, 
You've heard that we are reminded of a place described as a land as dark as darkness itself, right? It's a powerful image that, uh, well, it's a powerful image that can help us reflect the times in our own lives when we find ourselves lost and confused and when we're in our deepest levels of despair. And I've seen that level of despair with my late stepfather who committed suicide back in 2013. He even said that in his suicide note, he left a three page note. And I remember him saying in that note, I remember him writing, I never knew the kind of despair that would drive a man to want to take his own life because three months prior to him hanging himself, we lost another close family friend who shot themselves. And I remember while he was still living, my stepfather at the time, Barry, he said, I just don't understand how a man can be sent into such despair to where he'd want to do that. And then here he writes it in his own note. He says, I understand it. I am filled with darkness and I cannot get out of it. It was a very, very sad note. When you read that note, you could tell that was a man who was deeply hurting. You could tell that was a man who, I, I think in his mind, he thought he expended all of his resources and he had no way out. Little did he realize he did have a way out. But he thought that taking his own life was the ultimate way to get away from it all. But we all go through moments, right, like that, when we feel like we're wandering through the shadows of life without any clear order. It almost feels as if like our, our life has no purpose when we arrive in these moments, right? Like there's no getting out. And it's those moments, even the light can seem like darkness, right? We always hear that it's darkest right before dawn, right, in the morning. It's always darkest before the sunlight begins to peek over the horizon. But it's important to remember that such times are part of our experience, right? Our human experience. As much as I hate that word human, it is our experience. Now, the good news is that just as darkness is a part of life in many cases, so is the potential for light to emerge from it. Because it's that silver lining that we need to look for, right? It's in, the, it's in these challenging moments that we often discover our inner strength and resilience. See, these are the times that, when we, that we grow the most, when we learn to appreciate the light even more when it returns. Because no matter what is going on within the spectrum of our own life, right, it is so vitally important. I can't stress this enough. It is so vitally important that we continuously give gratitude on a sincere level to God from the heart to God for all that he gives us, no matter how dire our situation might be in that very moment. Because remember, storms pass by and the sun eventually comes back out. The turbulence calms down. No matter how challenging my month was, and I had, folks, I had a challenging month and so did my wife. In fact, it's still challenging. Uh, part of my day today, I'll tell you this real quick. Ended up calling what's called, a, I won't even get into the details of it, but my company that I, I work for has a specific hotline that we have to call. It's all internal with the company. And basically it's a resource. So if you have an accident or you get injured or something happens, you call this hotline number and then they get all the resources necessary to help your situation. Well, today I got injured pretty bad. I had bumped my head very hard on the top, the most top part of my, my skull on a corner of a, like what looked like a rack, a computer, uh, server rack shelf. It don't, I'm not even tell you how I, that happened. I've been in and out of this room a million times. This is the first time it's ever happened. And it, I, I tell you what, it stunned me enough to stop in my tracks and grab the wall to make sure I did not pass out. It was a very hard bump on the head. And I've taken some pretty good blows to the noggin, but that one, that one stunned me a little bit almost to the point where I was actually pretty pissed and a couple bad words came out like just like that. Anyway, I'm fine. Thank you, Brianna. She says, sorry, you got hurt. I appreciate that. Um, yeah, but you know, this has been my month. 
I've had one challenging month, and so has my wife. I mean, my wife had a nice little ER visit this month. It was great. And I say that facetiously. So I say all that to say this, you know, we all deal with stuff, right? But it's during these challenging times that we always have to be consistent with our glorification and our gratification to God for all things. And believe me when I tell you, it has been a challenging month. Satan is certainly trying to test me. I shouldn't even say test me. He's certainly trying to get me to fumble and fall. Because you know what, folks? After I did last night's live podcast, get this. All of a sudden this morning I wake up, I get so many people saying, there's someone cloning, you know, trying to, you know, pretend to be your account, has her line, and they're sending me messages. I must have had... 10 or 11 different private messages from people and text messages saying, yeah, people are sending, you know, trying to clone your account. And then within the last two days, my phone, and I'm sure whoever's listening is probably having a a, a fun time listening to this. And that's fine. I don't care because I could give two craps less about my phone or talking to people. I have ways of communicating with my dispatch when I need to get loads. I don't have to have my phone, but my phone has been going in SOS mode lately. And I have had no service. It'll say SIM card not available. So I have to take my SIM card out, put it back in. I'll get service for like five, 10 minutes. And then it says SIM card not available. Then it boots me off the, the system again. I'm like, what in the hell? It did this about six weeks ago. I had about two, three days of this nonsense. Then it stopped. And now it's peaking back up again, probably because I'm starting this podcast again and they're trying to mess with me. I'm, that's just a guess. I don't know why they're so fearful of what I have to say over here. It's not like I'm Joe Rogan. I don't have a reach of a million plus people. So I don't know why these people are so bent out of shape and they got to stick up their rear end over my little tiny sliver of the internet over here. I mean, this is just little old me, Jason Jones with the His Hardline podcast with the little face of Jesus on the, on the logo. What, like, why are you so threatened by that? I don't know. Anyway, that was a little sidebar, but again, Think of these experiences that we deal with in our life. Think about when you're faced with adversity. We emerge stronger, right? I tend to emerge stronger. And perhaps it was, you know, a time when you thought that you couldn't overcome an obstacle, but you did. Maybe it was a moment that you felt completely lost, right? Or, but, you know, eventually you found your way. Now, I want you to reflect for a minute on the fact that even in the darkest moments, you carried, you personally, whoever's listening to this, carried the potential light within you. You have what it takes to keep pressing forward. No matter what you're faced with, the enemy, you know, no matter what you're faced with, the enemy is always going to try to tell you and convince you that you're a loser. The enemy is always going to try to tell you, you can't do it and that you will never rise to the occasion and you will never overcome your obstacles or your problems. Satan and his little minions are very good at trying to persuade people to give up during difficult times. And I think that's why we see so many suicides because so many people think that is the best and only way out of all their problems. And they are very good at nudging you and pushing you on the ground when you're at your weakest moments. And I say to that, don't stumble, stand up, stand strong, anchor yourself with a firm resolve and nothing will topple you. I promise you, because today as we face our own challenges and we're going to keep facing these challenges, I'm going to keep facing these challenges. We need to remember that this message, this message that we heard today and carry it with us in our own hearts, because it's not only during the bright and joyful moments that we grow, but it's also in the darkness that we find our true strength and courage. I want you to think about something for a minute. Think of nature for a second, where even the darkest night, stars shine the brightest. In the same way, it's our darkest hours that our inner light can shine the most brilliantly. So with that, I say, let us embrace the struggle Knowing that it's an essential part of our journey, let us accept with open arms the adversity that is bound and determined to find us one way or another. We're not going to escape it. We're not exempt from it because it is true. That adversity that's going to test our character, yes, but it's also going to build it beyond measure of understanding. These are the moments that make up who we are, ladies and gentlemen. Remember, you were put here on this earth 
at this particular place for this specific time in this act of making of history because God knows who you are because he made you and he knows what you're capable of doing because he factory installed it in you. And so when the light does break through, it will shine even brighter. It will be a testament to your resilience and the power that man carries in his spirit. So hardliners, I'm telling you right now, let us never lose hope during our darkest times, for it is in those moments that we can truly discover the beauty of our own strength and the potential for a brighter future. Remember, you got this. Okay, you got this. And I don't know who needs to hear that, but I believe somebody, God's putting all this in my heart to say all this. Somebody needs to hear it. I know somebody needs to hear it. I don't know who, but somebody does. This is part of that self-preservation. Part of self-preservation is always keeping in a dialogue with God the Father in heaven. Keep in a constant conversation with him. Always talk to him. Write in your gratitude journal. Let Father know, I appreciate another day of life that you've given me, another chance to do this better. Thank you for my spouse. Thank you for my children. Thank you for my home. Even though it's a pain in the butt, I thank you for my job. Yes, I might deal with crazy people, but thank you for my job. Things like this, my clothing, thank you for keeping me warm, all this stuff. Always remember what you're grateful for and what you have. So with this, we're going to end this segment, part A, in prayer, and then we'll get right into the part B real quick, okay, and the, the, the self-preservation. So dear Heavenly Father, in times of darkness, when we feel lost and burdened by life's challenges, we turn to you for guidance and strength, and we reflect on the words that remind us of the potential for light to emerge from the deepest shadows, just as it does in the night sky. And we offer our prayers for those who challenge us, for those in our weakest moments attempt to push us down and try to get us to give up. But we ask for your guidance and understanding that these individuals may be facing their own struggles. And we seek the wisdom to respond with grace and compassion. Lord, we also want to lift you up to the special intentions that are held in the hearts of those that are gathered here today or that are listening later on on the download. Because there's many that have unspoken prayers that are known only to you. And you see their desires. You see their hopes, their dreams. And they may not be able to share that openly, but you know them intimately. So grant us the strength to face the challenges before us and the wisdom. Give us the wisdom to navigate the darkness and the courage to persevere even, even when the road is difficult. In all of this, we place our trust and faith in your infinite love and guidance, and may our hearts be open to your presence, and may we find peace and comfort in the knowledge that you walk with us through the shadows and into the light. We offer this prayer in your Holy Son's name, Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. <clears throat> amen. 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 All right. So here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to take a quick 25-second break, and then we're going to get right into part B. The Again, self-preservation part. So we'll be right back. I'm going to take a sip of water. I love the thunder, the thunder. That's we're the storm. You know that, right? We are the storm. We are the storm. All right, self-preservation. So what? So what is self-preservation? Right? We're gonna get into some audio pieces, but what, well, let's think about this for a minute. What is self-preservation? Self-preservation is a natural instinct to protect oneself, right, and to maintain one's well-being, especially when it comes to protecting your own body from potentially harming, you know, harmful substances and food right? Or things that they want to make us believe is food, right? Here, here are some ways that we can achieve self-preservation. Because remember, God gave us one body, 
and we need to take care of the body temple. Now, one of the ways that we can, you know, embody self-preservation is through education, right? Because we need to learn about nutrition. We need to uh, read the ingredients in our food that we consume, right? In fact, if it even has an ingredient label, we probably shouldn't even eat it. But if it does, you want to make sure you can pronounce what's on that label, right? Read labels. Choose whole foods, though, if you can. You know, opt for whole foods, things that are unprocessed, things like fruits, vegetables, lean proteins, whole grains, stuff like that, right? Generally, you know, generally speaking, healthier option. And remember, I'm not a, you know, I'm not a health expert, just FYI. I divert to my, my daily disclaimer that I write, read every day at the beginning of the show. But again, part of self-preservation, you want to limit, pro, you know, limit eating processed foods. You want to cook at home. You want to stay informed as much as possible. Seek natural alternatives, right? Seek, you know, holistic alternatives. You want to stay hydrated. That's very vital. I mean, I just took a sip of water, you know, actually a big gulp during the break. You know, drink plenty of water because it's essential for flushing out those toxins out of our body. Most importantly, you need to understand the practice of moderation. See, that's the trick. A lot of people don't know how to moderate. See, even with healthy eating habits, it's essential to practice moderation. Avoid extreme diets and allow yourself occasional treats in small amounts. I know like Mr. Donnie over there, Rietta's husband, who, by the way, just, just retired. Congratulations to my good friend Donnie over there in California. I believe they were over there. They got to see and hear Trump speak over there in Huntington Beach. I bet that was a good time. Wish I was there. So jealous. But uh, I know Mr. Donnie likes his ice cream. He gets this thing stacked up like freaking like Mount Rushmore. This thing is freaking tall. When 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 she sends me pictures of his ice cream, I'm like, oh my God. I'm like, that's a lot of sugar. But boy, oh boy, I bet he has no regrets when he eats it. Just like I never have regrets when I eat my there's a, a, a place around the corner from us. It's called um it's called uh oh, Norms. They have three locations. And they have five sizes. They have baby size which is literally like little, just a scoop. Then you have kid size, which is actually a healthy portion of what I would normally make myself at the house. Then they have medium, large, and extra large. Their medium looks like the size of a ginormous ice cream cone. Like the thing is a foot tall. Don't even ask me what their extra large looks like. I think they give you like a five gallon bucket. I don't know. It's a ridiculous amount of ice cream that they give you. I always do the, the small because the thing is still seven inches tall. I'm like, oh my God. But they have this thing called Michigan pothole, Michigan pothole. That is my favorite. It's a chocolate ice cream with like these chocolate crumble chunks in it. It is delicious. But anyway, I digress again, moderation, right? You got to moderate. Um, I want to play some audio pieces here. Uh, the first one is talks about castor oil. It's about a minute and 43 seconds. My wife just discovered castor oil. If she wasn't at this event, I'd actually get her on the phone and do a bug a wife segment. But listen to this. This is very, very interesting about castor oil. Hi friends. Okay. Let's talk a little bit about the side effects of castor oil. I talk about castor oil so much and I wanted to answer some of the questions people are having. So castor oil is a great oil. It's been used for many years for its numerous medicinal benefits. If you're just starting with castor oil, you want to make sure you take it slow and patch test an area on your skin first and just start with using a very little bit to see how your body and your skin reacts. So the main side effect is a rash in the area. It's possible to be allergic to the castor plant and some people have contact dermatitis after applying castor oil topically. Let's talk about detox symptoms. If you're noticing flu-like symptoms, achiness, being tired or even diarrhea, it's your body removing the toxins because castor oil helps detoxify the body and your body has to get the toxins out somehow. Your body has to naturally detox itself slowly. So it takes time and everybody is different and has different results and reacts differently as well. When I first started using castor oil, I started getting cramping in my stomach the second I applied it to my stomach and in my belly button at night, but that subsided. I don't get that crampy feeling anymore. So some people may have symptoms that they don't want to push through, but I recommend if you can push through it, it's definitely worth the benefits in what this oil can do for you. But if the symptoms are too much, definitely discuss it with your doctor. If the symptoms go too long, and discuss it with your doctor if it's something that you want to continue. 
Castor oil has so many medicinal benefits from helping with inflammation, constipation, your menstrual cycle, fibromyalgia, arthritis, the list goes on. If you have any questions, please send me a message, DM me. I will get back to you. I hope this helps answer some of your questions about castor oil and its possible side effects. And it's very cheap, by the way, too. It's not expensive if you go to a health store. We have a health hut store around here. I think for the bottle, it was like 10 or 11 bucks. It wasn't that expensive. My wife absolutely loves this stuff. Um, when she, Maybe on another show, I'm going to give her a call um, when on another day and I'm going to let her share exactly what she has seen positively, you know, in her life with her health using castor oil, because she's using it in multiple ways and she's been seeing positive results in every which way. It's amazing. Um, here's another thing that I thought was very interesting. Um, I don't want to play this, this audio cause it's, well, I'll start playing it, but I'm at three minutes. I'm not going to play the full three minutes just because I still got a I still got to take a shower and I got to get to bed because tomorrow's my sixth working day. But um, anyway, but yeah, it's called oil pulling. Have you guys ever heard of oil pulling before? Like where you can use uh, coconut oil and you you swish it around in your mouth for about 20 minutes and it it helps take out the toxins. I did that. Oh, my gosh. It, that That's amazing. That's amazing. The first time I did it, the, the first time I did it, I swear the coconut oil was like it looked brown. I was like, ew, now it's just, you know, creamy white now, but, um, I do it eh, once every couple of few days. And, uh, but I like to use the coconut oil, but let's play this real quick. Very intriguing. I I've learned a lot about oil pulling. It's a very simple thing that you can do to help that waste come out and be eliminated. It's called oil pulling. Oil pulling has been known for centuries all through Europe. I myself have only known about it for about 10 years. What is oil pulling? It's putting a spoonful, if you're not used to it, start with a teaspoon, putting a small spoonful of oil, I prefer coconut oil, in the mouth and then swishing. So swish, swish, swish all around the mouth and you may do it for 10 minutes. You might swish for 30 seconds and rest for 30 seconds, something like that. Now, at the moment, our coconut oil is clear because it is so hot. In the winter, it's solid, then it's quite white. But when it is liquid, it is clear. And I say to our guests, when you spit the coconut oil out on the grass, please not down the sink because it could go solid and clog up our drains. Spit it out on the grass. As you spit it out, you will see it is no longer clear. It is white, indicating the change that has taken place as the, as the waste is pulled out of your tongue, as the waste is pulled out of the glands under your tongue, as the waste is pulled out of the blood vessels under your tongue, and this is everything that oil pulling does. So it's called oil pulling because you're using oil, and as you swish, it pulls out waste from your tongue and from under your tongue. I've also known people to uh, conquer gingivitis, that's um, sore gums, bleeding gums, by oil pulling every day. I suggest that our guests on the detox program oil pull maybe about three times a day, especially on the juicing days. Yeah, very. it's very, very interesting. That's uh, Barbara O'Neill. Um, like I said, that video goes on a little longer, but uh, she, she gives you the gist right there in the beginning. But yeah, she is very, very informative. I will agree with uh, Rietta on that. Very, very informative. Um, and so, that yeah, I learned about that. Boy, you guys learned a lot of stuff much earlier than me. Wow. Like Destry's like, I learned about oil pulling around 12 years ago. And, uh, Rietta says she's done. Uh, she says I do a weekly. I've also done castor oil also. And you guys are like, you guys are like in the know. I'm like really impressed, but yeah, that oil pulling is very intriguing. Um, I'm learning more through my wife, my wife. I tell you what, what is it such a treat to be around her because she does all the research and then she shares all this research with me. And, uh, and then I start applying it and I tell you what, I will say this also folks, ever since I started taking ivermectin about two months ago, like I got another batch of, you know, ivermectin coming in, it's called bimectin. So I have another, uh, another package, you know, coming in this week. I, I, I gotta say, I gotta say it is absolutely, I feel absolutely amazing. 
like my pains are going away. Uh, I don't feel tired as, as, anymore really during the day. Uh, I actually feel have like I have more energy. It's amazing. Um, let's give this uh, Dr. Uh, Pierre Corey. Uh, he, he gives you some ivermectin truth bombs. Let's let's hear what he has to say on the subject about a minute and a half. You talked about this in the book. It's one of the safest drugs ever invented, won a Nobel Prize for safety and efficacy. Let's talk about ODing on ivermectin. Can I OD on ivermectin if I get two or three times a dose? Can I can I kill myself? Oh, so that's that's an awesome question. So let me let me tell let me answer scientifically. So there is a world famous toxicologist named uh, Jacques Decotte, and he's uh, French. And two years ago, he was commissioned to do a scoping review of the entire data on safety of ivermectin in its history. And his conclusion after doing this comprehensive review is that he does not believe that there has been one single case of anyone dying from an ivermectin overdose. Oh, Lord. It's number one statement. How many pills have been given worldwide? I heard four billion, but it may be more than that. Now, people have died where the deaths were reported as caused by ivermectin, but when he reviewed those cases, he didn't think those arguments credible. That's number one. Number two, in order to overdose from ivermectin, you have to take either 100 or 1,000 times the standard dose. And there have been accidental poisonings where people have taken large amounts, but you know what happens every time? When they take these massive amounts of ivermectin, it tends to affect them neurologically. They'll get confused. They might be stumbling, not you know, uh, uncoordinated. They go to the hospital, and there's no treatment required. But within days, the patients return to normal. So there's there's been no you know life-ending injuries, no no deaths reported with ivermectin. And so it, it's actually that shows you why it's one of the safest drugs in history, even at massive overdoses. Yeah, that's right. And I'll tell you. I, I feel great after using it. Look, ivermectin comes from the ground. It, it, it comes from avermectin. Look it up. Do some research. But see, this is one of the reasons why they didn't want it out there. Because, again, they know it works. They know it absolutely works. Anyway, um, just trying to think. There's, uh, you know what? Yeah, let, let me play maybe a couple more audio pieces here. Um, again, all about self-preservation. This one right here is about 32 seconds. It's talking about how cancer is a scam and what feeds cancer is sugar. And this is one of the biggest reasons why we need to stay away from processed foods and candy and stuff like that. Listen to uh, what, what, uh, what this guy says. I, I, I wish I had his name. My apologies. But it's very true. Sugar is your primary fuel for cancer because cancer is a fermentation system driven with sugar. So why did they give Otto Warburg the Nobel Prize and then promptly forgot about all of that and then just reverted to chemotherapy and radiation, uh, two treatments we know don't cure cancer. So what we have here is no cure going on in disease. We have disease management and symptoms maintenance. And by the way, that's where the money is. Money is not in dead people. It's not in the healthy people. It's in the people in the middle who can be persuaded that they've got a chronic condition that's going to need treatment for the rest of their life. That's right, that they're going to need treatment for the rest of their lives. Sugar keeps feeding cancer. Uh, one more video, one more audio piece on, uh, on, on, on the truth about cola. Cola is poisoning you, avoid it at all costs. It can be used as a pesticide to clean the rust off your car, the oil off your car, clean copper coins. Why are we still drinking it? It's literally nothing but a concoction of sugar syrup, synthetic flavors, and corrosive acid that potentially eats away at your insides. Not to mention that the Cola Corporation is one of the biggest polluters on the planet, selling 3,500 plastic bottles per second. Coke spikes your blood sugar fast, contributes to weight gain, diabetes, tooth decay, kidney disease, liver problems, poor sleep, and has negative effect on the brain. A single can of Coke contains 37 grams of sugar, which under normal circumstances would make you vomit, but it doesn't because of the phosphoric acid in it dulls the sweetness and helps you keep it down. Phosphoric acid is a corrosive chemical that makes Coke an awesome cleaning agent. It does everything from cleaning rust off coins and paint to your furniture. Which begs the question, what does it do to our insides? It may cause stomach problems, kidney disease, kidney stones, weakened bones, zaps nutrients in the body, increases body acidity, inflammation, and damages tissues. Coke has absolutely zero nutrition value. The only reason to drink it is as if you're a sugar addict. 
determined to harm your health or because you don't know better. While a can of Coke once in a while isn't going to kill you, I'd still choose water, fruit juice, or a nice homemade iced tea anytime because I care for myself. Question is, do you? Make sure you're following me for more tips and biohacks. That's right. Yeah, Coca-Cola, I remember when I was in high school, I used to drink Coca-Cola like it was nobody's business. Um, I wish I never did, but, you know, I did. And it's 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 terrible for you. But, yeah, people still drink this, like, in their mixed drinks. I mean, they, they, they think this is absolutely, you know, it's, it's okay. It's just, it's soda. It's, 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 it's okay. No, it's not okay. Um, there is so much garbage in this and people need to realize exactly what they're doing in their bodies. I mean, if we're going to, again, take care of the body temple that God gave us again, trying to, you know, practice self-preservation, it's all about maintaining health, right? Self-preservation helps you maintain physical and mental well-being, which is vital for leading a fulfilling and productive life. Do you want to be living a fulfilling and productive life? Of course you do. Do you want to have a quality of life? Of course you do, because having a quality of life enables you to enjoy good quality of life by preventing harm, injury, and illness to yourself. Well, if you drink gobs and gobs of Mountain Dew and Coke and all this other crap, you are hurting and injuring your body. You're not going to get longevity. See, self-preservation practices contribute to a longer and healthier life by reducing the risk of health problems and accidents. Like Liz and I was saying right here in the chat, food, real food is medicine. Not only that, it is a responsibility that we have to take for our loved ones because if we have dependents like children or family members, self-preservation for ourselves is a big responsibility because you know, we're not only taking care of ourselves, but we're helping take care and support for others under our household. It's very, very important. But yet people want to keep putting and shoveling this trash in their mouth. And look, I'm not going to sit here and say I am Mr. Healthy because I'm not. But I do my best to make sure I eat real food. I drink water. And when I drink coffee, there's no cream that goes in it. I used to be a big snicker, you know, and Kit Kat, you know, addict. I, I don't do that. You know, I don't eat candy bars anymore. Uh, my alcohol consumption has pretty much reduced to damn near almost nothing now. I'm actually doing everything I can to stay away from my hard ciders because I love my hard ciders. And yes, I enjoy occasional glass of wine, but I'm trying to stay away from that even, you know, too. I'm losing weight. I'm feeling better about myself. I'm sleeping great. My pains are gone, going away. I feel better at 36 than I did at 26, to be honest with you. You know, self-preservation is very, very important. All right. It's very, very important because it's the foundation for a safe, healthy, fulfilling life, right? It ensures that we are equipped to navigate, navigate the challenges and opportunities that life presents while safeguarding our own well-being and for those around us. So anyway, that's all I pretty much have for you guys today. Like I said, I didn't have a whole lot, but um, like I said, I was going to do just a, uh, a couple of drops, like a random, you know, uh, recording drops. But like I said, I got busy. I was, like I said, washing the house and the shed and changing the oil out of my generator and lawnmower, helping my neighbor out with his stuff. And it just, I, it has been a very busy, very, very busy day. And now as we approach, uh, what is it? Nine after nine, nine Oh nine Eastern time. Um, I got to get in the shower. I got to get to bed. 2 a.m. comes very quick for this guy. But remember, folks, don't forget, EBS alert tomorrow is at 2.20 p.m. Eastern time. 2.20 p.m. Eastern time. All right? And apparently, I guess, if I if I heard this correctly, it goes uh, till 2.50, so for a half hour. But it does start at 2.20 Eastern time. Also, I don't want to overlook this. I thought this was very interesting. I was on the Gateway Pundit out of curiosity. And um, what what is this? A Acting Speaker Patrick McHenry orders Pelosi to vacate her Capitol hideaway office by Wednesday. I didn't know she was even still in D.C. <laughs> but, yeah, I guess Kevin McCarthy got removed as Speaker of the House in a de facto government. Oh, boy. And the clown show continues, folks. Um, where did I see this? Oh, don't tell me this got taken down. Oh, this is going to piss me off if it's not up here anymore. Hold on. 
oh, you got to be kidding me. They took it down. Oh, man, folks. So there was an article. Why would they take this down? Because that was actually pretty important. Oh. oh, that's not cool. There was an article. Damn it. There was an article that said that over 150 human traffickers in like Northeast Ohio got caught and, and arrested. A lot of them were like EMTs, educators, um, nurses, but a lot of victims were rescued in the process. I, why would this be deleted all of a sudden? Let me see if I can hold on a second. Now, cause now this, this kind of tips me, this kind of irritates me. Hold on. Human trafficking. Uh, I think it was East Ohio. Hold on. Come on, internet. Hold on. Come on. Uh, nothing found, of course. Wow. They really scrubbed that article that quick. Like, I had it right here. Why they would take that down is beyond me. It was a top article, too. Oh, here it is. Here it is. Here it is. Here it is. They, okay, here it is. Over 100 survivors rescued. And 160 arrests made in Northeast Ohio, human trafficking sting, including EMTs, nurses, and educators. Wow. Says Ohio Attorney General Dave Yost announced Monday the sweeping success of a week-long statewide human trafficking operation aptly named Operation Buyer's Remorse. <laughs> I love that name. The operation aimed at arrest individuals attempting to purchase sex and identify survivors of human trafficking. Operation Buyer's Remorse is a week-long statewide human trafficking crackdown in Ohio. The operation was led by Southeastern Ohio Trafficking Task Force and local law enforcement agencies. Hallelujah and thank you, Jesus. That is absolutely amazing. That is absolutely amazing. I, I am I'm so happy about that. We need more of that. We need more of that. And I pray that we get every single one of these scumbags down involved in human trafficking. And I pray that all the victims get rescued and sent back into their, with their loved ones and their family, man, I, I tell you that, that just, that just gives me goosebumps thinking about it. I'm, I'm so happy that that was a success, but let's not forget. There's still many more out there. There's still many, 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 many more out there. So ladies and gentlemen, let's keep the children and people who are victims of these crimes in our prayers. All right. Very important. Ladies and gentlemen, that's all we have for the night. I hope you have a blessed night, blessed day, wherever you're at in the world. And we will see you back here. I think maybe tomorrow. All right. God bless. Ladies and gentlemen. Remember, ladies and gentlemen, remember, ladies and gentlemen, we are firm, we are steadfast, and we are uncompromising. The enemy has crossed that line for the last time. It is up to people like you and I to hold that line. They've crossed the line way too many times, and it is time for us to stand up this republic and get after it.
We got to do this for God. We got to do this for our families. We got to do this for America, for the voiceless. It's time to get after, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you for joining the show. Get to check out the website www.hisheartline.com and if you want to know more about how to get involved with your assembly go to www.national-assembly.net that's www.national-assembly.net it's time to get active ladies and gentlemen let's go Joining us here at His Heart Line. We'll see you back here next time.